Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up on this beautiful Tuesday morning? All right, James Coe here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, Alex Gelhar, the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, joining us as well. And hey, it's our guy. It's Adam Rank, the Fantasy Maverick. What's up, man? What's happening? Um, big time show today. Love it. Uh, love the show in front of us because we're going to be talking about the experts mock draft uh, that happened just a few days ago. Um, actually, what was it? It was uh, last Thursday? Thursday. Last Thursday we Thursday. conducted it. We released it on Friday on the interwebs. And uh, and it's 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 an interesting look um, just because you got 10 guys that are heavily involved in the fantasy community. Uh, we use some of our talent here um, in addition to Matt Money Smith, uh, Michael Fabiano, the boys in this room. I wasn't a part of it, unfortunately. I, I had to take baby co to school. It's also part of the problem was we tried to schedule this damn thing like six times, <laughs> and there were technical issues, other issues. That's right. That's uh, right. Like me not setting my alarm for the super early one, and also like people, people weren't. Some people weren't even going to be in that, so that was a big disaster. But we finally got it scheduled, got it done. We sadly missed Donald and Co. But like we said before the pod. We get your fresh eyes on the whole mock now. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know. So Matt Harmon's in it. The franchise is in it as well. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the way the, the draft kind of laid out was real interesting, man. I, I, I'm really interested into into digging into it. Uh, but we will give a complete breakdown of the very first official uh, analyst mock draft, and you could find that by the way, NFL.com slash fantasy mock draft again that's nfl.com slash fantasy mock draft to see how some of your favorite uh, producers for nfl fantasy live and your favorite on-air talent for nfl fantasy live uh, did in this experts mock draft Uh, oh by the way you could sign up today open up your leagues you could do mocks you could do your own mock for god's sakes Uh, nfl.com slash fantasy Sign up today and, of course, do your mock draft 
on NFL.com slash fantasy today. It should be very, very good. Let's get to our top headlines. Let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, top headline coming out of Buffalo. The Buffalo's GM says Sammy Watkins doesn't look like he's going to miss any games. Do you believe that Sammy Watkins, with a broken bone in his foot, will miss zero games? I don't think he'll miss a game. I mean, he'll at least be on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be there. In well played. There. I mean, yeah. Well played, Rank. <laughs> will he play? The oh, that's, that's an entirely different question. <laughs> I hadn't prepared for that one. Um, look, we're talking about a guy that actually has you know, built up quite a bit uh, of lower leg injuries in Sammy Watkins. We, we knew about the ankle last year. Uh, he had a hip. Remember, he had that hip labrum hip issue his, his rookie year. year. Uh, so quite a few. I got to say, quite a few lower body injuries starting to build up here for Sammy Watkins. Um, I, look, we could debate whether or not he'll play week one. Uh, and again, all the medical uh, information that we have thus far uh, point to that he will you know, should make a recovery and should play by week one. I talked to a couple different orthopedic surgeons about that, uh, and they tell me he should be good to go unless something gets complicated or unless they're giving us false information, yeah, which I, is very possible. I think the thing is I just don't trust Doug Whaley at this point because he's also the guy that said that drafted Shaq Lawson in the first round. I was like, he's going to be fine. He's not going to need surgery. And then and like, later it's like, <laughs> nah, he, he needs surgery. <laughs> so we're just going right. to still have to wait and see with Sammy Watkins. I wouldn't trust anything that comes out of their, their coach or GM combination at this point because, of course, they want it to be all sunshine and rainbows in right. May. But right, right. let's see what happens if he actually gets on the field in the preseason or in training camp, and then we can, you know, adjust and hit the panic button or hit the panic button appropriately. How much did you slide down Sammy Watkins in your rankings, Gilhart? I mean, he went from being on the verge of like a, a top ten wide receiver for me to like in the mid tier of that like fifteen to twenty range now, just because I still love his upside. But with that question mark of him maybe missing time or being slowed by a foot, and we know that's pretty imperative to uh, to wide receiver play. I had to, I had to knock him down a few. I agree. Uh, rank. Yeah, I think if a lot of people are going to start passing on him, I know we'll we'll start discussing sure. our, our our mock draft in a couple of minutes. But I really feel he's going to end up being one of those value picks and somebody that you see sliding in the draft, much like you see in the real draft when everybody was passing on. Um, uh, Jeremy Tunsil. No, 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 no. Miles I'm, Jack. Miles Jack. Excuse me. Uh, whenever it is passing on Miles Jack, it just. I know you once... too well that you gave me zero clues, <laughs> and uh, and you picked Miles Jack. Yes, go. A UCLA local kid, yeah, of course, absolutely. But he fell out of the first round because people panic, and I think on the that knee, once we get right. once we get into the fantasy drafts, people are going to look at Watkins and they're going to look at some of the other options that'll be available to you at that point, be it. Demarius Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Randall Cobb and things like that, and start looking at those guys All right. that don't have quite the history concerned. MG, injury. would you rather have Sammy Watkins or Demarius Thomas? I think I would rather have Sammy Watkins, and that's more about – I think it's a couple of things. One, it's it's the depth at the wide receiver spot. I mean, I think we've talked about it before that you look at that top tier of wide receivers. You're talking about your, your Julio Jones, Antonio Browns, DeAndre Hopkins, those yeah. guys at the top. Right. Then you get to that second tier, which – isn't really far off, but it's really deep. And so in that respect, you can get a couple of guys in your draft in the early rounds from that second tier, which allows you to wait on a Sammy Watkins. And when he comes back, I've got more confidence in Tyrod Taylor than I do in 
you know, take your pick. You know, <laughs> Mark Sanchez, Paxton Lynch. You don't like Lynch, Sanchito, bro? You know, Come on. Uh, Trevor Simeon, whoever is there. <laughs> I believe in Tyrod more than I believe in those guys. So if I can, if I can wait a week or two and get Sammy back, I feel like I'll be in a better spot. I wish Trevor Simeon was better. I really have been wanting to and waiting to drop Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Trevor Simeon. All right, I'm glad player. you came with that because I was like, we're going to need to jump topics if you're starting to, to wish well upon <laughs> Trevor Simeon. I've been wanting to drop Planet of the Apes forever, but it just hasn't happened. So I guess it's the unofficial drop here on the podcast. That's okay. Hey, Jay Ajayi has, quote-unquote, separated himself from other Dolphin running backs. So he eats by himself? I, I'm like, wh- who else it? is on the roster well, that's, again? That's the thing. He's I I laughed about this with Marcus because we were talking about, oh, boy, here's them throwing, you know, coal in the fire for the hype train. But he separated himself from, from Daniel, who? Daniel Thomas, Daniel Damian Thomas. Williams, and Isaiah Pete. Oh, all right, yeah. It's not exactly uh, a uh, – Kenyon Drake, not practicing yet. Because of the, the, the silly – The graduation rules thing. He's got to – because they're on like a trimester or something. He's got to finish. I don't know. It's one of those weird ones where he can't practice yet. I was mingling with a couple of rookies over the weekend. Yes. And there was a guy oh, humble who break. went to a Humble break. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> a couple of guys who were, you know, quote-unquote victims of that is uh, somebody from one of the schools who's still in session was actually very pleased. Like, ah, I don't have to practice yet. It was like – you still <laughs> It's like your mom's excusing you from the first couple of weeks of school. Like, yeah, I don't start till September uh, okay. 15th. We're going to be on vacation. So the yeah. trade-off is writing papers and taking tests? Something. Or what? Yeah, it was writing papers, taking tests, actually, theoretically, bro. It was, it was, My bad. It was theoretically, actually, bro. Actually, it was somebody who was uh, not in that situation who was saying, like, oh, you don't have to practice. And actually, the guy was kind of a little bummed out that he was missing. Because for that very reason, he's like, I don't get to know the offense. He's like, I'm going to be behind a little bit. I right. will say the one thing I did like about the story is that it sounds like Gase uh, made a point to mention how committed Ajayi was. He's like one of the in that kind of like first guy in, last guy to leave thing. He's doing all the extra work and stuff. So he, it seems like he's he's desperately, definitely trying to prove that he can be that featured back, which makes me feel slightly better about him as much as you can be in May about him being like an RB two. Well, it's it's interesting to me because the guy Jay Ajayi, before you talk about Miles Jack sliding in the draft. I mean. Uh, this guy fell dramatically in the draft because Jay Ajayi, before his medicals came out, college scouts said Jay Ajayi could be one of the top two or three running backs in his class. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fell tremendously because they, I guess the medicals came back uh, really negatively. I, he had some kind of degenerative knee issue. Um, and folks were worried about giving him that you know guaranteed first-round three-, four-year contract. From a seasonal a, league, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't. I don't care what he's going to look like two years from today. Yeah. From a seasonal standpoint, I care about what he's going to look like this coming up year. How callous are we? All right, we're very. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, listen. I hope he has. A I, mean, tr- not- I hope he runs for two thousand yards. How about that? I hope he runs for two thousand yards, gets a gigantic contract, and then after that, hey, whatever happens, uh, I'm going to leave up to fate. I'm he just never, saying from a you know fantasy what, standpoint, he never will. Because of that, those medicals will never go away, and no matter what he does, he's never going to get a big payday. That's true. Well, That's unfortunate. Well, let's say he runs for two thousand yards. That won't matter. Okay. Somebody will pay him. Somebody will pay. You know who's not running for two thousand yards? The Bears running backs. How dare well, one you. of them individually. Um, you were at the rookie premiere. Did you take a yeah. picture with Jordan Howard? Of course I did. Of course you did. <laughs> totally it was it was terrible too did. because uh, he there was another Bears fan 
who's also there working with us. Right. And uh, I don't think I, Jordan couldn't get away from us fast enough. <laughs> we were, he's very delightful, but at some point I'm like, you can leave. Like he was hanging around. Like he's very, he's a delightful young man. And he's hanging around. I said, listen, you don't have to hang out with Bears fans all day. You can, you can literally walk away and I won't be offended. There you go. He's like, no, it's cool. And then two minutes later, he's like, all right. Like, all right. So. <laughs> uh, the top headline out of Chicago is that the Bears will use a quote, hot hand approach uh, in that running back. Okay, do we believe them now? Uh, Are we going to believe them that this is a committee? Yes, like, we believe. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, great. All right. Great. Okay, look, I, you, you were directing that at me. I get it. I was really going to kind of I get, no, I wasn't, I just, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have. I have to slide down Langford in my ranking. I was I just trying to segue into it, so we son of a gun could could continue the pod here. But yeah, no, it's, 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 disapp- it's disappointing. But we all kind of expected it. The writing seemed to be on the wall, and right. now it's just in big red paint. Instead of red rum, it says committee. <laughs> uh, and fantasy owners are worse for the wear. Uh, Jordan I Howard. Think it's great. Well, because no, it means both those guys are going to fall in the draft and it's going to end up being a great value because one of those guys will separate themselves at one point. If it, It's hard because in the moment, I really liked Jeremy Langford. I thought he was a good pickup. I thought, yeah, oh, man. this is going to be a guy who's going to be able to carry the torch next right. year and really be the starting running back. They don't need anybody else. And then the reports came out. And then he went back and really examined what was going on. Um He's a good – gosh, it's so frustrating because he's a good receiver out of the backfield. He had a tremendous catch against the Chargers. Unbelievable that win, diving catch. That went over them, but he dropped the ball against the Vikings that was a game changer. That really would have probably led to the Bears going on and possibly stealing that game. Uh, but he was – it was still like early in his in his year. You know, it was one of his first starts. He might have even been – the. it might have even been the game where he was replacing Matt Forte for the He was time. a rookie. Exactly. So I don't want to be too harsh on him. But right. I think the good news is, is just looking at the ADP is that Langford's going to fall and then I'm still hyped on him. I still think he's going to be the guy yeah. who ends up winning that job and I – it's going to be a better value for me. It's like – That's going, a great point. It's like going to Nordstrom Rack on Clear the Racks Day, which starts on Friday. Okay. I said, hey, well, I, this I, podcast I, is presented by Nordstrom. My sister, my sister works for Nordstrom, so I want. Uh, okay. By the way, I will tell you this: they yeah. have a they have a uh, employee like recognition program at the MVP, at the uh, NFL called the MVP Award. Okay. And if you win it, you get a coin, and you get like a ten dollar gift card to Starbucks. Oh. Which is like, okay, thanks NFL. That was really nice. I got two cups of coffee out of you. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad. My sister. Yes. Was an employee of the month for Nordstrom. She's got a hundred bucks in cash. Sweet. She got two hundred and fifty bucks in like store credit and like all this stuff. And I'm like, so Nordstrom takes care of their employees better. Uh, hey, you've got to know. go. You've got to go to several Super Bowls and stuff too. So so did she. Dear, <laughs> she got <it> <laughs> All right, let's. I was working. Dear shadowy league figures, that voice was Adam Rank. Uh, Jordan Howard, just to give folks a refresher, uh, drafted by the Bears, coming out of Indiana. He ran for about 1,200 yards last year, uh, 6.2 average, really good. Uh, touchdowns was, you know, he had nine touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. He had uh, one receiving touchdown. So it was kind of whatevers, but Indiana was uh, whatevers. Uh, yeah, whatevers is, is saying it politely. They were not good. They were not a good football team. He was actually Ooh. a UAB transfer. Yep, when that program, when program folded, folded, right? He had to find a new place. Exactly. And he made the jump to a Power Five conference and still delivered. So, but that's to your point, rank with both of them falling. That's why initially in my rankings, when we talked, you guys talked about that a couple of pods ago. I had Langford down there. It wasn't a super indictment of him. That's just where I felt more comfortable taking him in that committee. Mm. So if I can get one of those guys in that split committee, like you said, rank, and one of them does emerge, 
I feel much better taking him at that level than like a third or fourth round investment where he was going before. Oh, for sure. The only thing with the my only problem with it um, is that you know you look at Jordan Howard. Look, I watched a lot of tape on Jordan Howard. Utterly unimpressed. Oh my gosh! I think he's a good player. I just don't see him. He just didn't have splash plays. Yeah. He had a lot of good plays. He would grind out a lot of a lot of hard yards, but he just you wouldn't see him like juking everybody out of their shoes or I think you know, that Indiana off. offensive line was pretty good. Um I think they had a pretty good scheme that fit his his skill set, but I just wasn't impressed. Look, I think he's a good player. I I I don't mean to 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 down talk. I think he's a good player. I just don't see him as a better player than Jeremy Langford. But we'll see. All right. Uh speaking of running backs, how about Devontae Booker? He says he's coming in to, quote, steal somebody's job in Denver. They took your job. Took our job. Took our job. Uh, should we worry about C.J. Anderson? Definitely. Yeah. I'm trying to believe. I really am. I want to believe. Well, they paid him a bunch of money. I'm fox moldering this thing. Like, I really want to. <laughs> I do. I really want to believe in C.J. Anderson because the guy we saw at the end of last year was the guy that we thought we'd get all season long. He got healthy. He started to play well. Ronnie Hillman kind of became an afterthought. And okay. it looked like that was the way things were going. But, you know, obviously Devontae Booker is a very talented guy. I know our own Daniel Jeremiah said the moment he got drafted. Yeah, he's the know, best Booker is immediately the best running back in the I don't know if field. I agree. Um, you know, I guess. He's also coming off of a devastating injury, man. It wasn't devastating. It was a bad injury, but it's not. wasn't like a uh, – Gurley or a Lattimore type. True, true, true. In 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 my best case scenario, C.J. Anderson keeps the starting job with Booker kind of as the secondary running back. Worst case scenario, it is yet another committee. How about if it's three-headed attack? No. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, the, the nice thing is that, like, I'm not super worried for C.J. Anderson yet because it's Devontae Booker saying these things. Like, of course he's going to come in with that attitude. It's not right. It's not Gary Kubiak like, yep, we brought in Booker to take away C.J. Anderson's job, and that's true. what I expect. True. True, true. So, like Rank said, C.J. Anderson got that fat new contract. He was one of the best running backs in the league down the stretch and through the playoffs, as we saw him help carry that team to a Super Bowl championship. So I'm I'm still not worried too worried about C.J. Anderson, uh, but we we shall see what happens once the pads come on in the preseason. If Devontae Booker is fully healed and starts lighting it up, then I will start to get worried. I'm pretty uh, confident that he guaranteed me ten touchdowns. Who did? Devontae, Devontae Booker did? Yeah. Oh. I was I was uh, pressing a lot of these guys. Be like, how about ten touch? Like him and like uh, Hunter Henry I was like, yeah, I'll get ten. I'm like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a good time playing along. By the way, uh, huge disappointing news about Hunter Henry. Middle name. Mark. Uh, HMH. I was hoping to, right? Uh, I was. I even asked him. I, I went up and I asked him. I said, hey, do you mind changing it? He's like, well, M is, is my dad's name. Mark is my dad's oh, name. And I go, you know what? That's that's a little arrigan of him. What if we get a <laughs> – what if we just change it so there's a silent H? Silent H. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Like, like, like the like Hmong culture. Right, exactly. It's H, uh, right? Yeah. Exactly. So now he's just Mark, but there's yeah. an H in front of it. So <laughs> I get, agree. Triple H, and he could still honor his father. I agree. I like it. I like, I like that a lot. Next time you see I wish I would have thought of that. Call him up and uh, run it by him. And we'll Let's tweet him. Let's hey. let him know. We've... Oh, you've got his number, don't you? Uh, we're best friends. <laughs> right. We were at uh, Wahoo's Fish Tacos <laughs> after, Why after do, the event. Your, all your dates end up at Wahoo's Fish Tacos. Listen, I know it's, how a, good, to, it's a good spot I, to go I, to. I know how to show a young NFL player a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Booker, by the way. Uh, suffered a torn meniscus. Yes, uh, his final season. Isn't that USC game? Yes, it was. And that oh, was that's we were, right. That's we were at right. the Coliseum. 
That was my lead-in. Hey, hey, remember the last time you were here? <laughs> oh, no. I, no. I swear to you. Oh. I, that's all I could think of, and I was like, please don't mention anything about that. That's great. All right, those are your top headlines for today. Uh, we're going to dig into this mock draft. Again, you could find the mock draft at uh, NFL.com slash fantasy mock draft. And sign up today, man. NFL.com slash fantasy. You can sign up your league today and, and do some mock drafts on your own. So Drafts will open, or you will be actually able to draft in mid-June. That date go. is still getting locked down. There's a lot of technical things going in on there. But right. soon, guys, it's We've coming. got the draft kit coming out. June 1st. Uh, relatively what? soon here. So what is that, a week from today? Yeah. Uh, a week no, from tomorrow. A week from yeah, tomorrow. don't remind Marcus. I mean, we still got a little bit of work to do. <laughs> Trust me, I haven't written my portion of that either yet. So well, I'll get I'll, on it. Yeah, we're on it. Yeah, okay, don't worry. Uh, I haven't. I figured you guys were behind because I, I didn't get any pressing emails Yet, about, yeah. hey, Co, where's your content? <laughs> I believe I told you deliver it around 24th or 25th. So I believe so. 24th, so you know right. it wasn't going to okay. hound you good. too badly. Good, good, good. Okay, perfect. Uh, but no, let's uh, let's break down this mock draft here. Um, it, it was uh, the franchise, Matt Franciscovich, Matt Harmon, uh, Alex Wilk, Hytham Kalani, who are both producers of NFL Fantasy Live, Alex Gelhar, Michael Fabiano, Dylan Milner, senior producer of NFL Fantasy Live, Matt Money Smith, Adam Rank, and Marcus Grant. That was okay, the so order. One that was ten. the order, one through ten. Um, this is what we saw. So we saw in the first uh, five picks, three wide receivers went. And actually, what, four wide receivers went in the first seven, seven picks. Yep. Okay, and it's, it's your usual cast of characters. Antonio Brown, OBJ, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Not I mean, in that wide receiver order, but not in that draft order. This is what I found to be interesting, though, guys. In the first round, despite all of that talk of wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, we still saw six running backs go uh, in the first round. Um and we saw seven running backs go within the first 12 picks. Surprised or no? I wasn't super surprised, to be honest, because I think with the the level of wide receivers, like we always talk about that second tier is very deep, and there's just so there's such a scarcity of running backs that are going to be given elite-level production. Okay. Uh, there were only 15 running backs last year that even received 200 carries. So the you know you want opportunities for your for your running backs, and it's those guys that went in the first round, Bell, Gurley, Adrian Peterson, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Devonta Freeman are among those guys that that seem to have the best shot to have that heavy workload. And then a lot of those people, you know, doubled up on wide receivers in rounds two or three afterwards. Le'Veon Bell, the first running back taken at uh, pick number three, followed by Todd Gurley at four. Adrian Peterson fell down to six, um, and then. I thought Money made the best pick of round one, which was David Johnson. Of course you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pick number eight, which I liked. And Adam Ranky took Ezekiel Elliott um, one pick later at nine. Now, here's the thing. i got to ask you. Yes. I love the f- – you're the wide receiver guy. Yeah, buddy. You love wide receiver. Don't take running backs early. Yep. At pick number nine, your first two picks, Ezekiel Elliott and Jamal Charles. Yeah. I like the Zeke pick. I hated the Jamal Charles pick. No, I hate that pick. <laughs> <laughs> why wanted, Why did you go Jamal Charles? I mean, I wanted, there was Des Bryant. There's A.J. Green, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson on the board, brah. Okay. Uh, couldn't take Des Bryant because Ezekiel Elliott is there. Okay. There is a young man who I like in that spot right there, but I didn't want to tip my hand and pick him and let everybody know. And I don't want everybody in on the secret, so I had to keep that to myself. And then I wanted to see what kind of receivers I would end up with if I went 
running back, running back. Got it. My first two picks. Because okay. that's the point with mock drafts, too, is, you know, it's not like this is how we're going to draft every time. No, it's it's an also experiment. a chance for us to experiment, see how the board flows, see who we can get later, stuff that's like great. that. That's so. great. I like and that. I would have taken a receiver in that third spot. But I actually like uh, Aaron Rod- like Aaron Rodgers in the third round. Late third? I'm I think really, that's great. It depends on uh, – I think that's great. depends on my first two picks. If I had two receivers, I would feel really uh, a lot better with it because the running backs, Paul Perkins, I feel, is probably better than Jamal. I'd probably rather have – Paul Perkins than Jamal Charles. I just at their relative at their relative at their, at their values. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean. Just to wanted to up, save yeah. you from your mental. No, 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 yeah. Oh fire. God, yeah. yeah I've, I finally got rid of the Bengals fans. I don't need the, <laughs> I don't need the Jamal Jamal Charles troopers right. coming out of the woodwork. But I go. do like that Aaron Rodgers. But you know what though? I the thing I hate. Okay. Um, the Bachelorette this season, Jordan Rogers is on it. Yep. And oh, I that's right. I didn't realize it until last night. That's or excuse right. me, until Monday night. I forgot and, about uh, that. Now I'm, I'm viewing the Bachelorette much in the same way I view the NFL in that, that I'm rooting, rooting for Rodgers to lose. I'm, I'm seething over here that oh, the Bachelorette or the Bachelor got mentioned on it's, the <laughs> <laughs> It's so terrible. And it's just uh, watching him. He has that same insincere look on his other face. Other than Adam Rank, has. has anyone actually sat down and watched an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Never, and I never will. Mm, I, I think I once dated a girl who watched it, and so okay. I kind of watched it by, by association. Through proxy? Right. Okay. Okay. I got you. I also have never seen a single episode of either you know what? The last the last Bachelor was the first one that I got into, and you know what it is? It's Matt Money Smith's radio partner, Petros Papadakis. Yeah, uh, he loves he does, it. He does a Bachelor. He hates it, but he does a Bachelor <laughs> report every 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 Tuesday on the radio. Love it. And so I kind of no, known what's gone on the last couple of years, and now I just fired in because Ralph Garman, <laughs> who does a podcast with Kevin Smith, uh, is also one of those guys who reported on it. So why? I started watching. I know it's plenty why? of people enjoy it. It's not for me. So. It's ridiculous. It's garbage completely. All right, oh, it's not great. Let's get back to the mock here. It is garbage. Uh, or but that, Adam, but that, but that would probably lead me to not drafting Aaron Rodgers. Okay, like um, above the Packers thing. Uh huh. I don't like his brother so much. Uh huh. Now. I don't know. Like, I don't know which Pat. I don't know which Rogers brother I don't like the most. We're moving. Well, on. think about that Matt in Harmon. your own time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to work. I want to work this through. Is Matt Harmon insane? That's the question uh, that we posed on NFL Now yesterday. Uh, I will ask that to the room here. Is Matt Harmon insane? He took four wide receivers to start his draft. OBJ, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Randall Cobb. Keep in mind, he was the number two overall pick. Love OBJ, obviously. Thought he kind of reached at every position there uh, moving forward. His running back core, if you want to call it a core, Jonathan Stewart, Danny Woodhead, Gio Bernard, C.J. Proceis. Those three backs. I like it. The first three backs were all like top 25 backs last year for the record. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I was top twenty five backs in a year where every every died. running back died. Um, <laughs> one of one of them was like injury prone, but still top twenty five. I would say my only one, I, and and Harmon and I kind of talked about it very very briefly on Twitter, and, okay. and I think it's a bigger conversation maybe for another time. Is it does bring up an interesting debate about drafting, you know, kind of best player available best player on your board versus kind of filling slots. Okay. You know, like I I, I give him credit because I don't know that I would ever be so bold as to take four wide receivers in a row. I would get a little nervous and feel like I need a running back or I need something else in there. So this is what I realized, Marcus. Like, so I look at that, and, and the reason we went on NFL Now and said, is Matt Harmon insane? 
it's mostly because, you know, you talk about best player available. I love that strategy. Except when you take these four guys, and I don't like the picks. No. So it's very <laughs> subjective. So it's we're, very subjective. We're gonna, we're, I was going to say, we're going to get Harmon on the phone to defend it. And I know oh, he, that's right. When I was texting him yesterday, he's like, he's like I'm already loading up the Tate cannon before I Because <laughs> he's, he's still in West Virginia right now on his on his sojourn over there. But, uh, he's on his, his Mountaineer sabbatical. Dude. So I, I will say this before he jumps <laughs> in. Keenan Allen, before he had his lacerated spleen or whatever, was on pace right. for about 1,500 receiving yards. Randall Cobb, the last time he was fully healthy and played with a fully healthy Jordy Nelson, he was the wide receiver six on that season. And Mike Evans was a guy that just kind of suffered unlucky an unlucky season and had massive TD regression, which even if he bounced backs, bounced backs like to half as much as what he had his rookie year, mm-hmm. he could finish on the back end of the top ten wide receivers. So all right, so just, let's get let's get Harmon on the phone. Where all right, he at? let's bring him in. In the interim, um, I will say, I I like what Gelhard did. He went Julio Jones at five. And then follow he. I thought he got great value because then in the in the middle of the uh, second round he got Lamar Miller. In the middle of third round he got Eddie Lacy. And I, I love that. I, I, I will. We'll talk about Eddie Lacy too, man. Because again, Eddie Lacy as a third round guy, it's so interesting. Is it too high? Is it too low? Is it just right? I mean, what do we do? What do we do with Eddie Lacy? But it's worth pointing out right now. That yes, we're recording this podcast. We're recording, right? Is yes, we are. That we do with the podcast. Uh, indeed. We're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, not we're not technically live. No. All right. Mm-hmm. We're recording it yes. uh, before Eddie Lacy makes an appearance at Packers camp on Tuesday. Ah, uh, yeah. So we really don't get a chance to see what he looks like slimmed down. Bro, we've only seen bro, photos. We've seen a bajillion photos, though. Bro, listen. All right. Har- at, Harman's, like, re- Harman's could, ready with the take. You cannon. could go look like, at, but, but when you're posing, sorry, Matt. Uh, when you're posing for, look at my Instagram. <laughs> when like, you're I, I will go and what? find the photo where, my, where my, where my deltoids doing the Ben Johnson <laughs> from the '88 Olympics thing, and post that photo all as right. opposed to the no, one where look, it's not like you're taking my a bunch daughter's of, not covering. Oh my, my god, you guys, you guys. First, you guys, of, all, first guys. of all, first of all, we have something this more is, important to get to here than Frank's it? old photos. No, no. Well, no. first of all, his old. By the way, his old photos are the best. He looks like a skinny guy, Fieri. Uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, we got Matt Harmon on the phone. Matt Harmon, I want you to legitimately answer this question. Are you insane? Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, hey, Why by not? the way, how's your Mountaineer sabbatical going? Dude, it's great. I'm sitting here right now looking out of the beautiful landscape of Virginia. <laughs> Right, Not the West, West the West, the West part of yeah. That's why it's the no, 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 that's no, why no, it's no. the Mountaineers because there's no, they got beautiful mountains in West Virginia. <laughs> no, you, you see, you're you're, mis, you're misunderstanding. I I am not in West Virginia because I'm not actually from West Virginia. Okay, but no, it's good. No, it's good. I'm I'm. This is my last day in Virginia, and then I'm going down to North Carolina tomorrow, and then I'm heading back your guys' way, dude. The home of the Gamecocks. Go South Carolina. There it is. South Carolina. Going to make your no, sojourn North over Carolina. there. Oh, my God. This it's going to be great. This is awful. It's going to be great. I'm hanging up. I'm, I'm going <laughs> like, what, to. What, what, what's the, the over-under? Have we set an over-under on how long it's going to take me to hang up on this? <laughs> no, we, sh- we should have. But all right. So. I've already lost. All right. So, look, you got you got four wide receivers in your first four picks. Um, and again, we talk about best player available. It's but it's great. Uh, unfortunately, it's very subjective. And for me, I hated all your picks except OBJ oh, cool. at one. Cool. <laughs> cool. Mike Evans at the end of round two. Uh, talk to me about talk to me wh- about why you went Mike Evans and then Keenan Allen and then Randall Cobb. Okay. Well, let's start with Mike Evans. Yeah. 
Evans was actually good last year. This is the thing that people forget. He just dropped a lot of passes. And oh, my know, gosh, yes. My, if you know my thoughts about drops, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that rant here because then I really will go over time. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, remind me what is it? Because I feel like dropping the ball as a uh, wide receiver, seems like wide a bad receiver thing. is a bad thing. It's like sure. a guy being like, "Hey, uh, I'm a snake handler, deathly afraid of them." <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I get I get I get what you're saying, but that's like an incredibly overstated phenomenon of how many times he's actually dropping passes as opposed to being targeted and catching passes there's no real correlation to anything when it comes to drop passes except like this guy was targeted a lot also he never had drop problems in college or as a rookie so i think it's just a weird thing but i mean you can read i put an article about this on backyard banter you can read that if you want okay uh, i'm like i said i'm not gonna get into that whole, that whole spiel but look evans was better last year from a route running perspective from creating separation than he was as a rookie. So I think this year is going to be the year that we see it all kind of come together. We caught three touchdowns last year. That's not going to happen again. That's he true. might not catch 12 like he did as a rookie, but he's going to be somewhere in between. I think he's a really strong breakout candidate. There was some like just miscommunication between him and Jameis a lot last year. So I think he's going to definitely perform as a wide receiver one this year. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, Keenan Allen in round two, I mean, round three, like, did we forget that this guy was tearing up the league before he went down with an injury? San Diego's passing game kind of fell apart without him. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get fed the football, and he will. He's definitely like, he's gonna perform. I don't even think like that's the that's the least controversial pick of any of them, in my opinion. Keenan Allen in round three is a slam dunk. Well, for me, uh, when I look at Keenan Allen in round three, the two picks after him, actually the three picks after him, were Thomas Rawls, Alshon Jeffrey, Eddie Lacy. I would have rather had e- any one of those three more than Keenan Allen. And by the way, I freaking love Keenan Allen. I know. I thought you'd be on my side about that. <laughs> but, listen, but but the touchdown I, I potential, can... it's the t- for me it's the touchdown potential. Like is I think San Diego's going to have a lost season. I just don't know how much how many times that's they're going to get no. into that scoring situation. No, that's, you want them to well, have a lost season so that they're throwing the ball a lot. Mm. That's see that's a good point. And also, I mean, I de- I can hear you on the touchdown potential and maybe Jeffrey would have been a better pick, but I also right. like I think that Evans is going to have some variance every now and again, and I like the idea of Keenan Allen being kind of more of a steady player, and I think it's important to complement your picks like that, when it, especially when it comes to wide receivers. Good point. But, I mean, Thomas Rawls over – give me a break. I don't know why we're talking about Thomas <laughs> Rawls as a first five-round pick. It's all about C.J. Procise, man. I'm, I'm, I am addicted like, like, a, like a fiend to the Procise uh, fever, man. Oh I'm all about God. that. But first of all, can we let, can we let, let okay, okay, first of all, we got we got to fast forward here. See, why CJ Procise? Like for me, I see CJ Procise as a gadget player. Mhm. Why? Okay, I mean, well, how is he <laughs> how is he going to take carries from Thomas Rawls? Well, for one, he was a third-round pick for a reason. And I like listen, listen, let's talk about forget even like him taking carries from Thomas Rawls. That's definitely a possibility because I think he's a more talented physical specimen than Rawls and if he just shows out in camp I think that like they don't have anything invested in Thomas Rawls he was UDFA he played well last year but I mean not so spectacularly that they can just skew all plans for to build the offense around Thomas Rawls and anyways even if ProSyce never becomes like anything more than just yeah a utility pass catching back we saw last year that pass catching running backs can give you a usable floor and a week in to week out basis so I've taken ProSize in two of my three dynasty drafts, and I will continue to do so because I believe that the Seahawks offense is transitioning to more of a passing-based attack, and I think that he's going to be an important part of that. Like I said, the floor is just 
too safe not to love. Okay, my my big question, I think the the biggest question I had in your whole draft, Harmon, was yeah. Danny Woodhead in round six, and maybe because I I really think this is the year Melvin Gordon steps up, but I also I also feel like. With Keenan Allen healthy, with Antonio Gates in theory there for 16 games, with Hunter Henry on the roster, uh, and Steven, you know, Steve, Stevie Johnson still there, I mean, I don't see Danny Woodhead getting where getting anywhere close to the 100-plus targets he had last season. Well, for one, shame on you. This is supposed to be our boy. Yeah, I, I know! <laughs> I know! None oh. of this... None of this phone call is going to script. I didn't think that James would attack me on Keenan Allen. Me. Uh, no, this, none of this is going I've, my, my notes and my preparation, which was done, uh, is completely out the window. Uh, but no, I mean, look, Danny Woodhead, again, I still think he will carry an important passing down role. And Melvin Gordon, dude, I mean, for one, was bad last year. We know that. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, the offensive line is, is definitely – healthier for now you know that's that's like again a for now thing also he just had microfracture surgery yeah, I know. I'm that's not, the big thing i am not that is a huge thing i am not taking anything i'm not putting anything in pen with melvin gordon until we see him do actual football things like in training camp in the preseason until then like this is a i think it's a much bigger deal than people are, are making it out to be i'm with you um, Harmon. uh here's the thing so, I, I think danny woodhead uh will have a prominent role on this on this offense it's just a round six price for him. For me, mm-hmm. I'm just I blanched. I'm like, I I there's no way I could take yeah. Danny Woodhead. Well, in let round me six. let me ask this question. Uh, Jay Ajayi went right before you. Would right you, after, actually. Yeah. No, 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 no. Right before. No, he before. went before. Oh, he did. Would before, you have, yeah. Would you have taken him in that spot instead yeah. of Danny Woodhead? That was either, it was either going to be Matt Jones or Jay Ajayi in the sixth round just because I think both those guys are going to get really healthy volume and I like them in that price tag. So, yeah, Ajayi was actually going to be the guy. That was one of the, that was one of the picks that I was like, oh, man, that went right before me. Um, and so, yeah, I went with Woodhead again just because I think, I think we're seeing now with the transition to heavy passing offenses, like these pass-catching running backs give you at least a safe floor. And when you go with the wide receiver-heavy approach like I did at the top, right. I'm just more looking for – Volume best or you know safe passing and this was this isn't a PPR draft but right. I don't really pl- I mean I think uh, I don't know why we're still not doing PPR in pretty much all leagues uh, but because that's it's dumb that's why <laughs> <laughs> listen every the guy every with reception I've... perception wonders why we don't do PPR no it's it's here comes it's here comes the fantasy hipster <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm just saying. But either way, like even without PPR, like you know, again, you know, I'm not just going to default to last year. But Woodhead was the RB11 in, in standard leagues last year, so I mean, I think that it's something to at least it's going to give you some sort of safe floor as an RB2 play. You know, most weeks out of the. Uh, um, you know, I would do PPR if you got a point per drop. <laughs> a oh, negative point per drop. A negative point per drop. Yeah, I like it. Taken away. Yeah, I like it. Okay. With the, uh, hey, I'm by okay the way, because again, people catch more passes than they drop passes. Again, I just want to make that clear. True, um, unless you're Cordero Patterson or Devontae Adams or Devontae Adams. Um, no, but uh, here's the thing. You know, to your defense, by the way, on the Danny Woodhead pick. Uh, again, I first of all, let me just preface this by saying I hated it. Uh, but to <laughs> to your defense, a little bit. You're so here are the. You know uh, what it is? It's because because it, <laughs> Harmon's the one guy who challenges you hair wise, dude. First so of all, get, when it's him and franchise like in the same guys. room. Yeah. It's not good. So for you're me. taking apart his. It's he not the good best, for like, me. He had the best draft, and you're sitting here finding holes in it. No, he didn't. Insane. No, he didn't. You are in. You no. are insane. No, I'm not insane. I don't but know. I don't know. Here's if you the running back. I don't know if you understand how fantasy works. 
Wait, <laughs> he's going for the guys who score the most points. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you. Sir. Novel concept. Uh, here's the running backs that went after Danny Woodhead uh, to defend the pick a bit. Uh, DeMarco Morant, nope. TJ Yeldon, double nope. Frank Gore, Whoa. absolutely not. And Melvin Gordon, no. Why I are you guys hating on Frank Gore, man? I want none of those. I want none of those. I would rather have Danny Woodhead than every single one of those players. That being said... Uh, I thought all of those guys were a little bit of a reach uh, in their respective positions, but that's okay. Um, a guy that you really like late, Matt Harmon, other than C.J. Procise, is who? Well, a couple guys I, t- I took in this draft. Who did I even take? I've kind of like forgot all about Tory Smith. You took Tory Smith. Oh, you know what? I did. That's who I wanted to ask you about. Tory Smith. Uh, I hate him. I absolutely you hate him. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Why you should folks listen. believe in Tory Smith? It's it, well, for one, Tory Smith. Like he, he, we used to be a usable fantasy player. I mean, I think people definitely got a little too crazy on him, especially when Kubiak came in and there was like, well, he's going to play that X receiver Andre Johnson role. And that was, I mean, that was a couple years ago, and he was like a six round pick. That was probably a little too much, but he's not 33 catches bad like he was last year. He's not. Um, I definitely. No, no, he's not. I mean, that was, again, he played in one of the slowest-paced offenses last year. If there's, like, you could say whatever you want about Chip Kelly, and there's plenty of things that you can say not so great about him, but the one thing that's definitely true about him is that he ups the play volume of the offenses that he coaches. Right. And I think that there's, like, he, like it's not inconceivable. I believe the 49ers are in the bottom five of plays run last year. It's not con- unconceivable for them to be in the top five this year or at least push the top ten. And, I mean, that's just going to increase the volume of everybody in that offense. And Torrey Smith, at least he kind of slides into that archetype of Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, both of guys who had career years under Kelly in that fast ex-receiver role. He's probably not the player those guys are, but I would be shocked if he doesn't push for 120 targets. And in round 12, with a guy who does have speed, like that does matter. Yeah. I think that that's great value. If you can lock in an offense, even if it's a bad offense, if you can lock in an offense's I was gonna number say, one so target that late. This might be you know bitter 49er fan coming out, but what good are 120 targets when 75% of them are going to be at your feet? Uh, <laughs> well, when he's, when or he's, over uh, your head. When he's your like wide receiver five or six, I really like him in like MFL tens, like best ball leagues. I think he's a perfect pit there, pick yeah, there. He's going to have true. big weeks. But, yeah, he was you know, even Harvin's here, seventh wide receiver in this draft. Right, yeah. So he's the seventh wide receiver. Again, obviously I'm stockpiling at one position, which, you know, we can talk about more too. But, I mean, I think that he's at least going to have value if I trade off one of these other guys. Or he's going to give me startable weeks and good matchups. And, you know, again, we can talk about the the 49ers quarterbacks, and they're probably bad. But uh, Blaine Gabbert looked a little bit decent last year at times. And, like, they really do seem – they do seem like they are complete – like, they're they're trying to, like, subtly but not so subtly be completely behind this whole – rebuild Blaine Gabbert's career thing I think you like honestly and it's just it's just volume volume matters even if even if the targets are bad to put it into context as you said San Francisco actually ran the third fewest plays last year and Philadelphia ran the second most so right. it's going to be a huge jump in opportunities for oppor- everybody a lot of opportunities and it was bad there was bad quarterback play in Philadelphia last year there's bad skill position play last year but some of those guys still posted usable fantasy weeks just because of volume right all right all right, well, there you go. That's the incomparable Matt Harmon. Hey, thanks for joining us, pal. Yeah, no problem. Just glad that we can, you know, put some put some perspective into all this. Like, it's the year 2016. Listen, we shouldn't I... be shocked if somebody goes four wide receivers to start off a draft. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, don't worry. I got you. I'm about to defend you even more. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy I, love, Mor- I love you, Rank. Yep. Enjoy Morgantown. And-
Well, that is horrific. <laughs> I do <know> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Thanks. See you, man. Bye, Matt. Give Bob too. Huggins a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love the fact that that also has legs. Oh, yeah. It's got legs on Twitter. It's, I mean, people it's, ask him about it. Hey, picked up is, Steve uh, on Twitter. That guy, remember that guy was driving through West Virginia, and, <laughs> and he he's stopped like, hey. and took a picture by the sign and tagged all of us hey. in it. Right. Hey, Matt, let, when can we hang out? <laughs> Let's kick it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So he's it. not from West Virginia? Is there a difference? <laughs> uh, that's the – Are there two different states? I thought, that is the – thought it, That's the rub. I thought in 89 they tore down the wall and Virginia was unified. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that happened. Uh, I thought happened. there were pictures of people holding chunks of concrete. Dave David Hasselhoff was singing. Right. All right. Let's, West, uh, was that not the Virginias? No. Let's get back into this mock. What else right. do we want to talk about next? I, I appreciated you showering my draft with good, with kind words, James, while I was getting Harmon on the phone there. But, yeah, when I saw Eddie Lacy there in the third round, I was like, there is no way I don't take him. So uh, let's talk about Eddie Lacy a bit here. Uh, Eddie Lacy have, in, the, in the middle of third round. I would um, rather have him than Jamal Charles. I, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, no, I think I in the third, middle of third round, I think that's a steal because had he – I mean, I was at the – a, I was at the end of that round. Had he somehow magically lasted that long, I would have snatched him up. Yeah, I took him as the 12th running back off the board with uh, the fifth pick in the third round, so pick 25. I, I loved it there because he's a guy, we, as we've talked about before, in his first two years, finishes the RB6. He's trimmer. He's playing for a contract. He's in a high-powered offense. What's not to love? I think Fabs, when I talked to him about this yesterday, <clears throat> said that uh, he would prefer to have him in the fourth Late fourth, early fifth. Good luck. Of yeah. course, I'd Which, love it. I, I, mean, <laughs> I would love to get Odell Beckham Jr. in the second round. <laughs> I would love that. It's just not going to happen because when you look at when you look at uh, Eddie Lacy, he's going to score more points than Jamal Charles. Who else went ahead of him? Uh, Doug Martin, Thomas he'll have, Rawls. He'll have more points than LaShawn McCoy. He'll have more points than Tommy Rawls for sure. That's a that's a solid pick. That's a really good pick. He should. By the time we're we're doing this stuff in August, he will have worked his way into the second round. I I, I like him. I know, I, and I think of us four, I have him ranked the highest. Actually, I think you did a little uh, high, a little higher than me. Uh, so no, I love him. I, I I like him, and of course I love him in the middle of the third round. It's just I think it's going to be interesting because he's one of those he's one of those flashpoint players, right? Because. The stink of last year is going to be hard to shake. A lot of folks aren't going to invest in him at any price. A lot of people got super burned. Oh my gosh! Year. Yeah, absolutely. Because even a- even in, late in the season, he was it, it, he put up zeros. You well, know what I mean? It was he had had those hundred yard games again. Right? Like, you're like he's back, he's back, and then he missed curfew and he got one carry. And exactly. You're like, oh no! And you didn't know about it no. either. That was the problem. That was, you and just it was got th- so burned. And it, that was a Thursday night game too. So then you had that like. Point one point sitting on your roster for like three whole days that you said to stare at <laughs> until Sunday came around. But uh, to dive into my draft a little yeah. more, I ended up – I wasn't thinking I'd go three – I went Julio Jones first, yeah. Lamar Miller second, Eddie Lacy third, Ryan Matthews in the fourth. I was figuring I'd start loading up on wide receivers again after taking Lacy, but Matthews felt like too good of a value. And those next couple wide receivers that went – I wouldn't have mind Randall, Co- Randall Cobb. Okay. Um, I would have taken Cobb over Landry there. But then, you know, like – this is that tier that I keep talking about this offseason that I feel is so loaded with solid guys that I'm happy to get. And then you look at the next three guys I got, Doug Baldwin, uh, Michael, Michael Floyd. Floyd, and Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Like, I can easily rotate two of those three guys in with Julio Jones in the flexor or just start one of them, whoever's got the best matchup, or ride the hot hand. So I was very happy with how my draft played out. And then once I got Drew Brees, I took a couple shots on some upside guys like Kenneth Dixon and Sterling Shepard. And... You know I like that a Yolo a Yolo dart at Jared Cook in the in the fourteenth round just in case Aaron Rodgers turns his career around and I was overall I was pretty happy with the way this draft played out for me at the five spot. 
Marvin Jones in the 11. Sterling Shepard is the. Give me some of that. Is the uh, the wild card there? Yeah, yeah. He's I like him better than Mike Floyd and Mike Crabtree. Adam Rank. Yeah, buddy. The Ghost. Stephen yeah. Goskowski. Yeah, buddy. In round. Round number five. Five. As you said all offseason. <laughs> He's a man of his word. Did I, did I say it on the podcast or did I say it on the No, no, you said it on the podcast. Goes? You said it on the podcast. You said it on the podcast. You said it on the podcast. Are you sure? Okay, whatever it was. Yeah, I lived up to it. Yeah, but listen, it, it was a lark at first, but now I'm, I'm in. Why? He is the best player at his position. Yes. And he fell to the fifth round. <laughs> he fell to the fifth. <laughs> Why? What am I not, not going to like about that? Uh, you think about all the fifth-round picks okay. that get burned. I went over and looked at the ADP of players drafted in the fifth round last year. All right. Uh, they include John Stewart, Los Hyde, Drew Brees, Jordan Matthews, Julian Edelman, Latavius Murray, Matty Ice, Deshaun Jackson. Uh huh. There's a lot of good players on the list. I like that you broke that. I like that you broke out that list as if there was no good players. There's there's some good players. Jonathan. St- so at the end, Jonathan Stewart wasn't playing at the end of last year. Los Hyde was kind of a bust. Yeah, he was. You can get quarterbacks anywhere. Jordan Matthews didn't live up to the hype. Julian Edelman was hurt. Well, if for we're most of if we're talking about late in the season, Jordan Matthews was great. He was fun. Okay. Julian Edelman hurt. It doesn't fit into your argument. Laddie Murray didn't didn't now, perform. Now, Rank, up I, have, I have a question. Laddie Murray Laddie was fine. Ice. These these guys the aside, thing. Rank. These guys aside, does this does you picking Goskowski here have anything to do with the fact that for years the fifth round had been year round to get your guys maybe. and you've gotten burned on it <laughs> the last two or three years in a row? Maybe, maybe. I if we it. go back to 2014, Cordero Patterson was your fifth round guy, right, and that, that hurt. And that last is, year it was Amir Abdullah. It was Amir Abdullah. So this year I'm going with the automatic play. It's usually a black hole in my lineup. Uh-huh. That fifth round is a, a throwaway pick at some point. I so see. Why not go with the guy who's going to be consistently great? All right. I like and it. it's the ghost. It's the ghost. Why? I don't understand. Like, he was a top – like, if you look at fantasy points scored, he was fantasy in the top 20. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. Like people, I mean, we are act, talking about the guys who score the most fantasy points. Right. It is one That's of those true. things too. And I know uh, one of our industry friends, Jake Seeley, hates kickers and says, uh, "I don't. I, I think we should do away with kickers." I'm pretty like, sure a kicker stole his girlfriend which, in high school. Right. Must have been. <laughs> Must have been. And sorry, you know what? sorry but, Jake, if you're listening. But it is, uh, <laughs> but that's a different argument. That's a, I'm like, all right, fine. You want to get rid of kickers, that's fine. But unfortunately, or fortunately, we are using kickers. And I know a lot of people love to stream them, but how many times have you streamed a guy that you think has a great matchup, he gets one extra point, or he gets shut out, or anything like that. Sure. Like, there's there's too much variance. I, I, I don't see the problem with taking a guy who you know oh, consistently – can put up double-digit points for, each and every week. For the novices who uh, listen to this podcast, probably not too many. I guess if you're listening to really? it Really? They're listening to it in June. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not that many. Uh, but, no, uh, it's all about relative value, and that's why quarterbacks go late. I know Matt Money Smith values quarterbacks uh, a lot higher than most you know, industry guys, but, uh, but it's all about relative value. And uh, if you can get relative to Ghost good value in the 13th, 14th, 15th round – that's why it's a bad bet. That okay. Well, let, okay. Well, uh, let's say Josh Ferguson ends up as one of the top twenty running backs because you can do that with every position. There are guys that outperform their draft pick, of course, every year. So really, like, I'm not, I'm not going to start picking until the ninth round. <laughs> How about that? I don't want anybody. <laughs> like that's that's so many. Like Doug Baldwin was undrafted last year, right? So why would you draft a receiver in the first? All 15 right. rounds. We'll move When on. you can find a Doug Baldwin. Uh, worst pick of the entire draft, T.J. Yeldon in the seventh. How dare you? That was horrible. Who picked him? Uh, that was Hytham Kalani. 
That was to me the worst pick of the entire draft. The wor- <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why is it? Wow. That is the worst pick of the entire. He was the twenty seventh running back off the board. It was a horrible pick. Why? I mean, why? I why is it so horrible? I, I would explain. There's no way in hell I would take T.J. Yeldon. You uh, love. I mean, and I'm saying this is a guy who thinks T.J. Yeldon is just okay. You, but I didn't think it was the worst. But pick you, of the draft. you were just sitting here talking about Jeremy Langford. Yes. Giving him the benefit. Hey, he was a rookie. <laughs> but, in a committee. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Let's, I, I, I've sat in this room <laughs> and been berated by how great Chris Ivory is. For Yeah, he's fine. I for, have been absolutely <laughs> belayed by how great Chris Ivory he's is. He's great for a month, and he's going to get hurt, and then TJ Yeldon is going to be the, the starting running back the rest yeah, of the I way. Yeah, I mean, in defense, the filleting really only came in week one after, <laughs> after you and I went, went back and forth about Chris Ivory forever, and then I just came in here, our arms up, like I just made the walk-off. That's right. <laughs> That's right. There you go. But, yeah. With, I mean, but no, but look at the running backs that went after. I'd rather have Amir Abdullah. Uh, I'd rather have Stop. Kenneth Dixon. I'd rather have Gio Bernard. Uh, give me all these guys. Oh, that Gio Bernard pick so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. I, I, liked uh, it. I w- I'm, I'm kind of with you. I would rather have those guys. Uh, I think Yeldon went a little early. I don't think it's the worst pick in the draft, but I just think – Hey, uh, somebody's got to have the worst pick in the draft. It's well, Hytham, true. Hytham started panicking because I think around round seven. Wait, 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 wait. What about Stefan Diggs in round nine before, before, before Laquan Treadwell? Before uh, Corey it. Coleman, Josh Doxson, Sterling Shepard, Doyle Green, you'll take Stefan Diggs over all those guys. And no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm I, just, actually, I actually thought the Matt Jones pick in round six was, uh, as I believe I called it in the, the write-up, aspirational. Aspirational. <laughs> wait a minute, wait uh, can we talk about Marcus Wheaton Wait, here? The, the Matt Jones yeah, go ahead. pick? What in round six. six. In round six. In round six. I, think, I liked it. That was, that was a steal. I like it. Mm. Matt, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. not feeling the same. No, way. Listen, listen, by the way, I, in, in full disclosure. Okay, go. Uh, my baby hasn't been sleeping too okay. well lately, so I might be remiss. Matt Jones, the running back for the Washington Football, <laughs> yes. Yes. Washington Football Club. Yes. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? He, he's the number one running back. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Fumbled five times he's got last a, year he has on a, like a hundred. Listen, his whole. I'm I'm with I'm with Harmon on this. I don't care about drops and fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Matt Jones's hold on that number one spot is about oh as tenuous God. as his grasp on the football was oh. during the season. Wait, hold on. Who's, all you who's do pushing is him? Call Tom. Who's Keith Marshall, Keith some Marshall, guy Chris Thompson, Pierre Thomas could get signed again. Oh, oh no. no! I mean, they might bring back Ernest Biner. Who knows? <laughs> Look, I, at a sixth round price, I don't mind. I like Matt Jones's upside, sure. Yeah. But like at a sixth round price, why? No way. That was the dude's third running back. Again, I would, I would flip Amir Abdullah and Matt Jones and feel better about both picks in that spot. He took Amir. Agreed. This is Milner's team. He took Amir Abdullah two picks two rounds later. I thought that was a much better pick. Agreed. I mean. Where he drafted him, I would have rather had Golden Tate right there, but I, no. I think Matt Jones is fine. I don't mind that at all. I, I, starting running back in the NFL he in round well, six. Okay. It's not bad. Well, he, well, no, Harmon was talking about taking Matt Jones. He was looking at Matt Jones and Jay Ajayi. Also in the sixth round. Yes. Um, a few picks later. And Danny Woodhead. I, right. I, I feel like with those, it, it you go with your preference. I, I really like Matt Jones. Um, I, I don't I, mind him. I, I'm kind of in between where you guys are at. I, 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 I don't mind him. I feel right. like he'll learn how to hold uh, on to Marcus the Wheaton, late in drafts. I think he's going to consistently be going in those double-digit rounds. He went in round 11 in a in a mock draft 
featuring 10 guys who really know fantasy. Um, in a layman's league, he's going in the double-digit rounds. I, I mean, outside of the Pittsburgh area. I really – Rank, I loved this pick. I was watching him fall. Like, if I already didn't had, hadn't gone on such a big run of wide receivers, I was thinking of taking him. But, man, with Martavis Bryant out of the picture, and as well as Marcus Wheaton actually played last year. That's what I'm saying. I think he could be a very, very sneaky steal for people in that double di- like that early double-digit round phase. I think you're going to consistently find him there and, and – at that value, I think it's a great pick. Any At any pick after round 10, well, I think it's a great value. Going back to our friends at Fantasy Football Calculator, Marcus Wheaton currently coming off the board in round 9. Whoa! Wow, was, That's two rounds ahead of where, where he went I this feel morning. I feel on the uh, – in, in full disclosure, okay. we're going to be working on improving this as the summer goes along. Of course. I feel he was kind of buried in the draft client. So I really had to seek him out because I was kind of thinking – I was looking through, and because I, I kind of hated the Devontae Parker pick, and I was like, whatever. I don't know. I might have been texting my wife during that point. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, get the invi- whatever invitations you want. Like, I don't care. Just pick it. Should we get 75 or 100. Get 100. Like, I don't care. Like, it's one of those things. You always have to, like, I whatever. So I feel like Marcus Wheaton is going to end up. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably get pushed up in our rankings. Single digits. And, right. uh, and be a single He'll be way out there, yeah. Pick. All right. Don't, let's, don't sleep on him. Uh, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's talk about our favorite picks of the draft. Alex Gelhar, we'll start with you. What was your favorite pick? Of myself? Of your of, team. Of anybody. Of, of your my team. team. Yes. You know, I probably, I probably would have to go with maybe Arian Foster in round 12. At this point, he hasn't signed on a team, so we don't know what's going to happen. But no, for a guy that last year when he when he was on the field for like the full games, he averaged around 17 fantasy points a game. Granted, that was only three games. But to get that kind of value right now, you're really now, chopping on, away at how great 12, this pick is. <laughs> is. Hey, he's coming back. You're like he's, he's, gonna, he's not on a team. He's, he's played three team. games last year. <laughs> but for right now, that's I think that's great value for a player that talented. Even if I only get a handful of serviceable weeks out of him at my 12th round pick. I'm cool with it. All right. And I'd, I've already talked about Kenneth Dixon enough on this podcast, so oh I don't need to talk about I love that him. pick. I absolutely love him. Uh, I think there were reports, though, that uh, – that what's his name? Uh, Forsett. Justin Forsett uh, is the, I guess, the favorite to win the starting job. Of course. Harbaugh loves him. <clears throat> I mean, I picked Dixon ahead of – before Forsett went off the board, but I would – at that point, I already had three running backs, and I'd rather take the upside. So I agree. I like it. I love it. Um, MG, favorite uh, pick? My favorite pick was uh, getting Deshaun Jackson. You had a tough spot, by the way. You yeah, you know, it's funny because every, every time my pick came around, I just looked and there was n- there was never anything where I just felt like, yes, this is exactly what I want it to be. When you were the 10th the pick, and I've done this many times, it's like it's like driving with your hazards on. You can pretty much do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, oh, you're going the wrong way on a one-way street. Oh, it's cool. He's got the hazards on. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Oh, he's driving backwards. It's cool. He's, he's got, got the hazards on. Well, it's fine. Um, and when you're pick, when you're it's the not a pick, license to do whatever. I, it, hey, knowing it, that, it I'm feels gonna, like I'm, it. I'm gonna take Gaskowski in the first round next time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I it feels like earlier. it. I'm just saying it feels like it but when you you're got, the tenth pick. You got Jackson with the first pick of the eighth round, which I thought was a great value. Right. Too. I, that was I do that. That was my favorite pick was getting him because I know that Deshaun Jackson's kind of that guy that you look at every year and you're like, I don't know, but. In the eighth round, to have him as my third receiver, a guy who's, you know, he's definitely boom or bust. Um, I, I don't know. I just I, I felt really good about That's that. That's a sweet there. spot. If I can have Deshaun Jackson as, like, my third wide receiver, I feel great. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm relying on him as my second, I'm a little more worried. I, I 100% agree. Adam Rank, favorite pick. 
Ah, uh, Goskowski. And you were picked number nine. Goskowski. Other than the ghost. No, that was my favorite. Okay, your favorite, other than the ghost. Uh, Marcus Wheaton we already talked about. Ooh, I did get the uh, Duval defense in round 13. <laughs> okay. Feel very good about that. Are, are, is, Jacksonville, oh, I, I like, is Jacksonville the new uh, Clippers, the new old Clippers? New old Clippers. I don't Where know Where they draft guys and they immediately get injured? Oh, don't, sadly. Don't put that kind of heat on them. Listen, teams have injuries. It, it happens. He'll be fine. I do like Jalen Ramsey. Back-to-back years? Though? I like that he's going with number 38. You like it's it? It's an unusual number for okay. a cornerback, right. especially one who's a top-five talent. I think Jalen Ramsey's uh, not scheduled to miss uh, any games, but we'll see. I believe that more than I believe the Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> I really – all but right. I'm looking over this thing. I like uh, the Josh Doxson thing, too. Oh, I agree. Get to I saw, yeah. again, I know. This Round 10, Josh Doxson. Shameless, shameless plugging. But, yeah, was at the rookie premiere. And just walking by him, you're like, God, this guy's going to. You know, you're just kind of. He just looks like he should be really good. So yeah, he's an athlete, man. He really is. So I really like that pick, too. And, again, when you start getting into rounds nine, I probably should have started this at round eight. But going with, like, Paul Perkins and Doxson and Wheaton, uh, Jordan Howard. Even stuck in your guy, Clive Walford. Yeah, Bonnie and Clive Walford. Team. As long as he overcomes that ATV injury, I think he can be uh, be uh, pretty serviceable. All right, and I guess, Coe, since you didn't uh, didn't draft a team, which team do you think was your favorite? I really liked your team a lot, um, Alex Woo! Gilhar. I really did. I did too. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, you got great value at, at a lot of different positions. And then, again, I <laughs> Look, it's very subjective when we talk about best player. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was I but, was I was ready to give Gelhar the uh, the nod. Yeah, because I really do. I don't mind that he went three running backs with Lamar Miller, Eddie Lacy, and Ryan Matthews is somebody we haven't even talked about all day. But it's going to be a great value. It's going to be a great pick in that in that uh, Eagles offense. Like that, he got a good quarterback, Drew Brees, in round eight. The only thing right. that's holding me back, the tight end situation. He I'm got Antonio Gates and Jared Cook. Back to I know, back I know he went points. yellow in round 15, but it's like, dude, I think HMH is going to be the man in San Diego. That's fine. He's, He'll be on the waiver wire. He's ready to step. No, he won't be because I'll take him. No, you won't. <laughs> I would. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> Look at your team. Where you you, you just said you took Clive Walford in the 14th round. As your where second is, tight end. Where is HMH going to fit into I'm that? put in three tight ends. Stop it. Stop it, you. They go crazy. All right, listen. Uh, so, no, but uh, y- you took guys at great value, and I also see upside uh, later in your draft as well, which is, to me, um, a great strategy. I-, I love to go value early and then just swing for the fences uh, after round eight. Starting in round nine, it's like it's like Rank said, man. Forget about the rankings. Um I, don't, I shouldn't say forget about him totally, it's a but free for all. It's a, it, it really is because it's such a crapshoot later in the draft as to who's going to overperform yep. uh, like, their, their, their draft price. It's like being at a birthday party and you see there's just a couple of sculpins left in the cooler. You're okay. like, I'm going to grab both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the time I like to, I like to get my guys, too. I want to get guys that I like, that I want to root for and stuff like that, and that I believe in. So right. I'll, I'll take my shot. I maybe grab Dixon a round earlier than I needed to. Exactly. I'm a big fan of Dixon. Maybe, so maybe starting grab, in round take nine. Take him in the fifth round. Starting oh, in round nine, you took Kenneth Dixon. Then you took Sterling Shepard. Then you took Marvin Jones. Upside, upside, upside. Arian Foster, in your mind, was upside as well. Jared Cook, in your mind, was upside as well. So, hey, listen, uh, if if that's if that's 
the guys that you think can explode, you go for those guys. That so I love that. I absolutely love it. And, and again, do we necessarily agree on the upside of those? But no. But I can appreciate your draft because you you stuck to your guns and you took the guys you like, and that's what I love. All right, well, suck it, guys. I won the mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, actually, Matt Harmon won. No, no, I did. No, I did he, like Matt's team. Matt Harmon absolutely lost. He dominated. And by the <laughs> no, he did. Oh, first no, of did. all, Matt Harmon no, dominated. Stop it. No. Second of all, any of those people who subscribe to the theory of like wait on a quarterback, Matt Harmon absolutely crushed those people. Uh, like Shane McMahon coming off the top of the hell in a cell, dropped the hammer. Except by getting, he actually hit the person. Yeah, he actually hits <laughs> He gets Eli Manning in round 13. That's his number one quarterback to go with OBJ. That's amazing. He's going to score more points. Dylan Milner took Kirk Cousins as his number one quarterback. In round Marcus, 10, though. Marcus, I mean, that's, that's where it's not great value. Bro. Stop it! No, no, I'm saying it's not great value. I don't like I don't like Kirk Cousins in round ten. I think I think he could have waited. You, are you saying you uh, don't like that? I don't like that. I don't like that. And I love Kirk. By the way, I'm with you. I get the joke, and I'm sure there's a lot of people. I listening. think James got the joke. No, if you're no selling that, I think you James can got stop. the joke. Why are you no selling? I, I didn't no sell it. You just didn't get it. I, <laughs> I would feel better about you if you just. No, didn't I'm get with it. you, Rank. Because actually, I. I liked Breeze where I got him, but Eli Manning is one of my favorite late-round targets. Me too. So to see yeah. Harmon get Manning five rounds after I took Breeze. I it was makes like, you feel crappy about like, that pick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think Breeze will outscore Manning by a fair amount, but still, like, five rounds later to get the other guy I was looking at, I'm like, man. Yeah, man. yeah I so agree. Good, good pick. Uh, I think Andrew Luck will be a great value pick as well. Uh, he went in round seven, and at that price, holy cow, I would love to have Andrew Luck. Still scares uh, me. Wait, that, really? In that price range. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I, um, the, but we got to move on. We're wait, running hold out on, of time. Hold on. Yeah. What? What? Rank, don't you have a hard out, by the way? It's after nine now. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I got some product testing. Okay. Stop. Okay. All right. Run Where that daily go? dab. Let's go. Let's dab. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hooks. Give me daps, because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps and hooks. All right, Daily Dap time. We're going to start with Adam Rank. Quickly go. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Seth Rollins. you got to get your sheet out. Seth Rollins, who returned to the WWE. Uh, Of course, they wouldn't allow him to be returning as the conquering hero, but again, had him turn on the fans, which is fine because it makes a lot of sense because he is motivated by the fact that, like, hey, you guys are cheering me now. You all thought I was a big D when I was – seven months ago when I was the champion, so I don't want your cheers, which I thought was handled uh, perfectly, even though people still hate Roman Reigns. There's still an opportunity for Dean Ambrose to go out and win the money in the bank, and then you have the former Shield members fighting for that title from SummerSlam through WrestleMania, so that's going to be pretty good. Daily daps to Mike Trout. Anybody who doubted him in their fantasy leagues, Mike Trout is, I think, batting 800 <laughs> over the last uh, he's going two nuts. weeks. He's, he's going the, nuts. He's, he's the batting best. 800 over a span of two weeks. Okay, if, I, I might I be exaggerating. You might want to double-check my math, but uh, anybody who thought that Bryce Harper was catching him as the best player in baseball is absolutely false, and as a matter of fact, I would take Andrew McCutcheon over Bryce Harper. But anyways, uh, the Chewbacca mom, I want to give her. Yes, awesome. People, was awesome. People, oh. uh, people have turned on her. Why? And if you've turned on her, you're dead inside. There's something wrong with you're you. You're a terrible. Like it's not that it was funny. Like the Chewbacca mask is not funny, but her laugh and her enjoyment her, of it, it was, is what makes the whole thing. Joy. It's it was amazing. So great. I hate anybody who. <laughs> that, that's the one thing I know. People will come on and be like, "If you're not voting for my political candidate, unfriend me on Facebook." If you don't like Chewbacca, mom, <laughs> unfriend <laughs> me <laughs> right now. Facebook. 
Right and, now. And uh, Blink-182. Anthony Kiedis came back. You know what? It's been such a terrible year for musicians that when Anthony Kiedis went into the hospital, I was I was not prepared for that. Uh, I know a lot of people feel strongly about um, Prince and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are my jam and my band outside okay. of uh, Guns N' Roses, so I don't know how I would have handled that. I'm going to go right now. I'm a, I I apologize to everybody here, but i got to go make sure that our uh, our uh, mobile app the fantasy mobile app is up to snuff. So I I'm see. Gonna go, I'm going to go uh, okay, good. boss some people around. Okay, there you God go. God bless. Adam Rank taking the headset off. He's going to be walking out of the studio while we wrap up. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's up? Daily Daps. Uh, I'm going to Daily Dap. I don't know if, if it's NASA or, or just science or the California Science Center or whatever. Yay, science. Saturday, I went and got my nerd on. Um, I, I, you guys remember a few years ago, a couple years ago, when the space shuttle made its yeah, final man. flight, the uh, space shuttle Endeavor flew over Los I Angeles. I covered that as a local news report. Wow. Uh, I remember the there was like half an hour where no work got done at the NFL because everybody was on the roof watching this thing fly overhead. It was amazing. Well, on Saturday, the external tank that helps launch the space shuttle into orbit, right. the big giant rocket that the space shuttle is strapped to, uh, the final one... Uh, I guess uh, final mission-ready one, although it was never used, uh, made its way from Marina Del Rey to the Science Center. And now, mind you, anybody who lives in L.A., you know that I think distance-wise, it's probably about maybe eight miles. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's about right, yeah. Um, It left Marina Del Rey at midnight. I was in – I saw it in Inglewood, which is maybe the halfway point. That was 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'll tell you how long it took. It was on the back of a giant flatbed truck. Mind you, this thing is 154 feet long. It's 15 stories if it's standing straight up. And and how wide is it? Because it was like multiple lanes. Diameter. Like they had to close the entire street. The diameter is 27 and a half feet. Okay. So, I mean, it's almost, you know, almost 30 feet around. Um, I mean, it's enormous. And you're right. It took up multiple lanes. And it was interesting not only to watch, obviously, to watch this thing come through and just see how massive it is. Uh, the empty weight of it is 65,000 pounds. Whew. But to watch how they had to get it through because you have, you know, workers from the city, you know, uh, getting way out ahead of the, the rocket itself and watching them actually move the street lights and the traffic lights, unbolting them from the sidewalk and just spinning them and swinging them out of the way so this thing can go through. I also watched it try to make a left turn onto La Brea Avenue, which awesome. was amazing. <laughs> Watch this giant flatbed try to make this huge awesome. wide turn onto La Brea. But uh, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. It has now come to rest at the California Science Center, which is directly across the street from USC. Okay, one question for you. Did yes. you drag your girlfriend? Because this is such a dude thing where like no, we, we because, like watching giant was, things move. It was fairly early in the morning. Okay. I, I mean, like I got up. Uh, it was actually supposed to be at the location I was at sometime between 8 and 9.30, and I actually kind of forgot about it. I saw it. It was like 8.15 in the morning. Okay. She was still asleep. Yeah. It's not something she's interested in. I'm like, I'm not going to wake her up. <laughs> My wife was like, who out. cares? Like, why do, Why are people so into that? I'm like, what? What are you talking It's it, amazing. I'm like, it's a giant thing, and it's moving. Well, it's how many, awesome. How many kids wanted to be astronauts at some yeah, point yeah, yeah, in their lives? Hear, so, hear, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. I watched it. I completely nerded out. I put yeah. it all over, like, Instagram and Snapchat and all My that wife stuff. saw it as a basically a mobile construction project, and she's like, this is not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you know, when you put it that way, forget you. 
All right. Um, Alex Gellhart, what's up? Uh, since we're running low on time, I'm just going to adapt two quick things. I rewatched two movies over the weekend. Uh, one, 2001 A Space Odyssey, because we were talking about it at work. Interesting. I still love it. Uh, it's fantastic. If you've never seen it, go see it. Go check Hit it out. Hit me up on Twitter. We can it's talk good. about it. Yeah. It's uh, it's in- it's very interesting rewatch. I still loved it. Claybon had a lot of questions, because it's a movie that leaves you with a lot of questions. Yeah, but- it's a slow-moving affair as well. Yes, but it's it's good in the grand scheme of things, and it's a fun one to discuss afterwards. The other one, uh, not as tough to take in, Back to the Future. Man, that's just such a good movie. That's a great movie. I rewatched it, and I was just was smiling the entire time. I was like, this One and movie, two are great. This movie is so good. I one rewatched, and two I rewatched the first one, uh, and it was just fantastic. So, daily daps those, and I'm seeing the nice guys tonight, so hopefully I can daily dap that next week. Booyah! Uh, I will daily dap Blizzard. Uh, the makers of Overwatch played that a little bit yesterday. My Beta? Brother- or wait, is it is the game out? Or- no, yeah, it's out. Oh. My my brother uh, is a um, works for Blizzard, and uh, and he was putting me onto this game. Uh, if if you're into video games, uh, what you need to do right now is go to YouTube, search for Overwatch. Uh, oh my gosh! Basically, they have these theatrical trailers for Overwatch. Um, and they're unlockable inside the game. There's no real story mode for Overwatch right now, but if you attain certain levels, you could watch the backstory of some of these characters, and the production value that they have put into this is incredible. They're shorts. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. They're Overwatch uh, animated shorts, and the shorts are really good. Uh, So if if you've got the time, and even if you don't, if you're at work listening to it, it's it's fine. Just take... 20 minutes, watch some of these Overwatch videos. They're great. They're worth it. If you're listening to the podcast, you're probably a nerd like us. And if you're a nerd like us, you will love these videos. I promise Especially you. if you sit through daily daps over the time where we always <laughs> talk about stuff. It's like great as if point. this fantasy podcast wasn't enough. Let me listen right. to these guys talk about comics and video games. and <laughs> Pro wrestling. And rap comics and stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's get to do it for the show for today. For Alex Gellar, MG My Guy, Marcus Rant, and Adam Rank. I'm James Coe. We're out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.